0: We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. This podcast was recorded on July 31st, 2021. Throughout this recording, and as the family shares their stories and memories, Evan is close by. He's in the room. Most of our listeners know that Evan passed away just slightly over two weeks after recording this. I know these words have a different meaning and tone, knowing he is no longer in need of nursing care, rescue meds, or suctioning. Thank you to all of our listeners as you listen in on a Copper Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, honoring our precious Evan and his family.
1: I give my sister and Sam so much credit. Like we were talking, like this is traumatic. This is something they have to carry. And the fact that they do and they do it so well is uh, just a testament to how good of a parent they are. My sister, like, you know, when she found this out, Evan needs a lot of medical equipment and she did not stop. She didn't stop until she got everything she needed to make sure that he was comfortable and cared for. And it's like, you know, there are plenty of times when parents just break sure. down, they can't handle it, which is also something understandable. Stuff, it's understandable. And the fact that my sister and Sam are so, are so strong to be able to, to deal with this, you know, a, a, every day, you know, it's, it, I'd like to say that I could, I don't know. Yes, you do. I, I yes, mean, no, yes, you if do. I had to, I would. I would, but I don't. You don't want to. No offense. I don't no. want to think about having to do it, but I just give you and Sam so much credit for, you know, and being stoic about it. You guys don't, you guys never ask or try to get pity. You just want to, you like this, you want people to hear your story. You want people to have a better understanding of, you know, just what goes on in your life and how, um, you know, other, other people have this opportunity to have an insight and that might potentially help, you know, one of the listeners, um, to this go, Hey, you know, I, I could, I, I have to do this i can do this look at these strong parents like this you might really be helping someone out who might be in a similar situation and i just really respect you and sample that you, you have to see it too like i see it as this is a season everyone talks about like season of life you can go through it like college is a season of your life high school season getting married is a season having kids is a season but like things change and with evan being who evan is and and he is criminal. And I keep, we, like, Sam and I talk about moving and all this stuff. And it's, like, I just always want to say, like, not now. Like, right now our season is epic. That season will be over at some point. And we can do all those fun things. But right now, my season and where we need to be right now is right here. And, like, knowing that everyone's, like, well, you know, um, You know, we always have to go to the Klingenberg's house, which we don't have to, but like we like doing everything around Evan, even though Evan can't always do everything, and even maybe he's sleeping, he still hears you. Like right now, if I, like we're on Zoom right now, we are all in the same room as Evan. Like my, half my family is in the living room with Evan, and my dining room's here with, when we're sitting over here. Like we are always surrounded by him because he likes. He needs to hear that. That's why we had one of the reasons why we had another child. One of my reasons that I wanted one. I wanted to be a mom, but he loves the laughter. He loves the the noises. He likes being touched. He likes being. And I feel like this is a season, and the season will end, and I'll never be ready for it. But it will be. If you miss it, you're gonna miss everything, because there's you can't come back to it. Like once that season's gone it's done. Like, like summer's gone, fall comes. Like there, it's not like the world stops. Like it's, you, you keep going. And I feel that the only way that I understand and love this part is I know that it's not forever and it's right now. So,
2: but you're also never a person that says, like when it comes to challenges, you never say no. You always say, let's figure it out let's try it. Let's, let's get through this. Uh, if uh, Evan needs a pillow, or a certain, a certain lounge chair, let's make it. If he needs to be, you know, laugh, you know, facing this way, let's figure out how do we do that. His iPad, let's figure out how to make it. I mean, if you look, <laughs> I'm just looking at him, his iPad is strapped to a tray on the <laughs> ground next to a bobby pillow. It's not like, it's not like she knows her son loves to watch videos. He loves, he loves, Disney. He loves shows. So what is she going to do as a mom? Everything she can to allow him to feel comfortable and be able to feel some, you know, normal as he can as a kid, right? Like you always, no matter what, and it's not just Evan, it's Ryan, it's her family. It's, it doesn't matter. That's just who she is as a person. It's not like if, if Max wants to come, you know, jump in the pool a certain way, she's like, okay, let's figure that out. Let's go get this. And like, you know, turn this noodle into this and um that's just how she is and when it comes to evan it's just amazing to see her and um sam just navigate that together and never is it i know it's never easy it's it's just not but i know for you it's always an experience and it's always something you make sure to do together and make sure he's taken care of it's never like hard you never you know what i'm saying like it's never like i really don't want to you might say like i really don't want to do that it's always like okay i I might not want to do it but we're gonna do it we're gonna figure it out we're gonna get it done so
1: that's that's a huge thing and that's a huge role model to be so for instance like brinley her daughter facetimes evan once a week Maybe like she knows exactly who Evan is. They facetime to each other. She, but with her being sick, coming here, Michelle was very adamant of teaching her like this is Evan. Before they even came in, you can't touch Evan because we didn't know what was wrong if she was actually contagious or not. So she came in. She was that's Evan. Can't touch Evan. And I was like, normally I would have been like, oh yeah yeah yeah, like you. But I was like, okay, let's let's get her like fit like make sure what's wrong with her before she touches evan but usually when parents are like okay no 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 don't like don't touch him i'm like no don't tell him that like let him let them their innocence of a child to love and touch all children are that way until a parent tells them no so it's like let them touch him let them explore him he likes that everybody to an extent likes to interact with children so, well, he's also a child and he's at that age where you're getting inquisitive and you're asking more questions and you're learning more things. And I mean, I firmly believe that even though he can't move for himself, that he's learning. Oh yeah, He knows. Oh yeah. He knows. He sure, he sure as heck thought it was funny when we were. Yeah. I mean, he does, he knows. And when Lauren was saying that, you know, people will be like, why do we always have to go to the Klingenbergs? You know, why this and that? And, like, just to build on that, he is also a child. And just because he happens to have a machine or, or you know, is laying on the couch, it's like that is absolutely not a reason to shut him in a back room and keep him hidden. Why would you do that? The reason they want people over here is so that they They can have their social life, but also, you know, Evan can be a part of that, you know? It's, it's like, it's unfortunate that there are certain things that Lauren and Sam can't do with Evan because of his condition, but that doesn't mean that Lauren hasn't, like, done her own, like, version of, uh, of it. I don't, what did you, a pumpkin patch or something? I can't remember, but there are things... Yeah, where you can't, like, you can't necessarily take Evan because of his condition, yeah. but now, like, you've got that bucket list, and you're starting to take him to certain places, because it, it is, you know, getting him out there. It's not, not that they ever have done anything close to this, but, you know, he's not by himself. He has people who love him and take care of him and want him to experience what he can while he can, and... I also think that is, um, you know, a great thing that Lauren is doing because I know that a lot of parents that either have terminal children or, um, you know, children that get sick a lot are like, oh, they can't go out. My son has a friend. um, He has some fairly bad allergies. But his mom's always like, oh, I don't know if we can to the park today. And, if, and it's like, I, I understand. It, it's like, I get it. You're being a mom. That's your, that is your decision. But I love that Lauren goes, I'm comfortable enough with taking him here. I'm comfortable enough with doing this. You did a, a wagon walk or something like that. And it's like, these are things that... My sister, Evan's mother, wants her son to experience, regardless of Minkies or not. So she's doing the best she can. And as Michelle said, to, to normalize certain things for him and for their family and everybody else. And it's 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 nice that she does that. and And obviously with her son, she keeps it in the forefront. but you know, there are families who just can't accept what's going on. And my, like Michelle said, my sister went, okay, what's the next step after the diagnosis? She said, what do we do? What's the next step? What do we do? Literally, it was like, she's like, I'm already past it. You know, when it's like you hear um, family members, they're like, oh, I was in with my husband and he was diagnosed with cancer and we cried. But then there are some people who are have literally been like, all right, what kind of cancer? What do I do next? What's the next step? Like they're already moving on and whether that's how they grieve or not, it's, they're already on the next step. And that's my sister. She's like, she's like, I mean, we grieved it. Yeah, it no, no, you, you did. But, but it whatever. was, I'm not going to get stuck. Cause some people get stuck in that grief and it's like, not even if, is it grief to them, but now it's grief to every, every single time you go around them, it's like,
0: they're going
1: to it. That was a better way definitely a better way of saying it, yeah. but you were just like, no, not yeah, you, you heard it and you took a deep breath. I know you spent some time with Sam and then you were just like, all right, mm-hmm. what do, what do we do? What do we do for Evan? And it was so, it, I don't know. It's really impressive how you've handled everything, like, just everything from birth to now, everything that yeah. you've taken.
2: So like, like this trip, <laughs> My brother is a very talented at taking pictures.
1: So this trip, we're
2: going to take pictures. And I know for a fact, Lauren's going to make sure that Evan is in every, every picture. picture she can get him in. Whether he is propped up, whether he is in between two people, whether he's sitting and we're making, we photo, Jesse photoshopped something out of it. Uh, so, so like... He's going to take a I sheet just, cut some yeah. armholes. So <laughs> we just know that, that and, and I think as a, as who we are as a family, we treat Evan as Evan. Like we don't treat him as a boy with ninjas. We treat him as a part of our family. He's a, he's a kid, a part of our family. There's like friendly now. If she wants to go play with him, she'll go play with him. If she wants to watch a movie with him, she'll watch a movie with him. It's not Lauren's. Not like no, 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 don't t- don't do that. Don't do that. She's always like no. Go I'm ahead. always like do okay. It. Let me Try just move it.
1: some stuff out of the way, and yeah. you
2: can you want to hold him? up go there. For it. So that's like a huge thing because she's also teaching our kids to
1: not fear that and to just love on him. That's the inclusive. Teaching kids and even adults Mm -hmm. that you include everybody just because that they're, that they might not fit what your expectations are. They should always be included. So like I was thinking about that today when I was getting dressed, It it is so hot here in Oklahoma and our backyard is a gorgeous place to take pictures. But I have no idea how I'm going to get Evan outside to take picture. It's going to be so hot. So I'm like, maybe we can pull the couch out and have at least everybody around. If Evan's not doing well, have everybody around Evan piled on them, take a picture, and then do the rest of them outside So I'm like, you want us to move a couch in a no, hundred degree weather? No, the couch he's lying on right now. Is <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> I'm excited to bring it outside. <laughs> but I, but I'm just thinking like how because he hasn't been doing well. I, I don't want to disrupt him, but also too, I do want the pictures. This will be the only time that we have had all of us, even well, now. Brinley even, is the youngest one, uh, and
2: that's no Ryan's
1: the youngest. Ryan's sorry. Brian's the, the youngest you one. we were talking
2: about her bucket list, and I said I went to her yesterday. I went, Lauren we're all here. We're doing something off that bucket list. I said, there's no way we're not doing it. I said, when else are we going to get an opportunity to have all these kids and family members in one room with Evan? I said, we're doing something. I said, we (laughs) got to think about something off that bucket list that we could check off as a family together Mm -hmm. um, to experience, because that's, that's what we're about. We're all about the experiences and just having those those memories
1: together. And that's I think so that's hard. the reason why I am where I am is because like like my mom was saying like my grandmother does a really good job of making really good making opportunities for memories. And that's why like it's second nature of I'm not going to wait, we're going to do it. What's I have I'm sorry T- talking about our family and my grandmother and everything and this is a completely off topic story. But when our great grandmother, our Oma passed away, her mother, um, she was cremated. And they had, <laughs> sorry, they had, they picked her up and the urn was like a, a little golden box. Uh, wood box. No, it was gold. It was I five. remember, was I was like gold or
2: white, box? Oma. Oma, a little pine box.
1: It was gold, right?
2: No, it was a pine box and it was in a Tiffany's bag.
1: Okay, I thought it was gold. (laughs) Apparently it was wood.
2: Pine.
1: Pine. But it was in a Tiffany's bag. Like she picked her she, up. In a and, Tiffany's and bag. And carried her out of the so home. So my grandmother, my, my father I think was driving and my grandmother was in the front seat. I was in the back and the bag was next to me and we're getting out. And I'm like, are you really sure you want to leave a Tiffany's bag just sitting on the back seat? And my grandmother goes, why? I'm like, well, what's in it? She goes, oh, Ma. And I'm like, you're just going to leave her? She's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, we'll bring her in. This <laughs> is... So he sat (laughs) the bag right at the end of the tape. And we had lunch with With everybody with. But it's like that's just one of those that that is just one of those. Stories that so we're asked, laughing about weird. it, and it's this weird. is almost Very 20 weird. years ago. And she was in a Tiffany's bag. She was yeah. in a Tiffany's. She went
2: out in style. And okay. he okay. asked if but, she wanted to pick the check up. <laughs> yeah, that side. was. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's right. like <laughs> those are those are some of the things that we uh-huh. get.
0: Uh, mem- Okay, I want to clarify. You said she asked if she wanted to pick. So y'all, like, took her inside a restaurant and sat her at the table? Yeah. yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knew what nobody was in the bag, the bag, bag except bag. for us. So we
1: put the bag right at the fr- end of the table, and it just sat there the whole time. The waiter, nobody asked us what we were. We laughing the whole there. time. We were just, but it's something, but, like, to take a death and a grief, which and I have to say, like my oma, she was old, and she 94. and she had like we kind of knew it was coming. So when it happened, it was like this peaceful thing, kind of like it was this peaceful. Everybody was at peace with it when it happened. So when we my grandmother picked her up from the funeral home, we were just kind of like, and we were all we all happened to be in the same place. We're like, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to the restaurant, and we're like, and then God was like, well, "Are you gonna bring her? Are, are we gonna bring her inside?" So we're like, Oma oh and the Tiffany bag. Nobody knew. And we, like, we had her on the table, which now that sounds really gross. <laughs> she was in a box, in a bag. In a bag, in a box, in another box, in another bag. But that's just, that's
2: just what we could literally sit at this table and talk hours and hours and hours about just experiences we had and stories we've had as a family. I mean.
1: And they're, and the, like, it, most people would look at us and go, what? That is <laughs>
0: Wrong. Yeah. yeah Why there, are you that's, laughing that's about kind that?
1: kind of weird thing, and it is, I guess, a weird thing to do. But it, it was, it was literally just so comical at that moment because we were all sad and we were grieving, and it was like, let's bring home out a lunch. Like, yeah, I mean, like I'm sure she's not going to eat it. Sure, her lunch <laughs> will be pretty cheap. And like Michelle said, well, we asked her if she wanted to pick up the check, but she was pretty silent about it. <laughs> <laughs> like we joke because it's you have to. When you get to a certain point in life, if you can't laugh, then it's not. when you living cry, it. yeah, literally. It's, it's one of those you have to find the silver <laughs> lining and, and like laugh about hard things. Yeah, I mean, we're so all it. grieving about it, but it's it's okay <laughs> to smile. And it, you have to remember, it's okay even though you're grieving and oh, it, even though Evan's going through this. Like, and I and I tell myself this. Everyone's like, I don't know how you do it. It's like I'm not the one going through this. Like. I'm like, I know that it's going to happen one day, but like, I'm, I'm not dying. I'm not the one who has like, he might not know it, but like, I'm not the one who's having seizures. I'm not the one who's struggling to breathe. I'm not the one who's sleeping half the day away. Like I have to support him, but even though he's, he's going through these things and that's his life, it's not a bad thing. And it's okay to have these fun little jokes too, of like, you know, Evan is laughing and cracking up and throwing shen- We use the word shenanigans. He's full of shenanigans. And then it's like the, it's okay to have that and be okay with laughing about it because this is so hard. And if you let yourself think too deep into it, it, it will, you, you can just sit here and cry about it. And it's not, that's not how you should be living life. That's not how anybody should be living life. It's not. And I know that's everybody grieves differently, but if you are stuck in grief so bad, it doesn't only affect your life anymore. It affects everybody you come in contact with, everybody.
2: And, and that's, and that's just like the story yesterday, right? That situation we went through yesterday, we could sit here and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that. We went through that. We could really, really go into a pretty dark the, hole. All the what-ifs. All a dark the what-ifs. hole with that. But instead we decided to laugh about it and talk about it and joke about it and experience it again together in a different, you know, funny way, instead of going down and saying, well, what if I wasn't here? and What if this didn't? What if that? I mean, we could have totally went to a different direction. Loud enough to wake up? <laughs>
1: you know, like, so I think, but that's also this is this how we're laughing this and is how we love. This is the way you breathe too. This is a this is a healthy way of grieving because you we were still they still felt that I still feel that like what happened yesterday like that trauma. But it's it's a you feel it and then you laugh about it and live with it to ease. Like Kat was saying, it kind of helps ease what you just went through, so it's not so heavy. Because if you leave it so heavy, it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier until. The point you can't carry it anymore, and like that's one thing like that I've learned with Evan is it's o- it's okay to enjoy life and to need, love you life. need some comic relief sometimes. Yeah.
0: No, I, I agree. It's a it's a healthy grief, and for y'all to be able to process out loud all of the experience together that y'all had is is equally um, therapeutic for each of you. So, in able to say all of those things out loud, some of the scary, some of the funny, some of the Um, traumatic so Uh, and then obviously lauren as as much as they've bragged about you i have to say i I can see how much strength you get from your family as well Mm -hmm. and and having them there and knowing that every six months there's a a new kind of either restart or we're going to kind of bank what we've had and experiences up to this point and kind of having those fresh fresh moments of my family's here to carry me for the next couple of weeks as you as you get your refresh so so yeah, oh my gosh. And,
1: and I have to say that, remember, so you asked yes last time when I was talking to mom, like, what's the one thing that people can do? And I have to say, my family does a very good job of that. Not just my mom, but showing up. So like, so we have this right now, they're all here. Well, we're in July, August, and Evan's birthday is in October. And if something happened or I needed them sooner, I know for a fact They would show, like, it would be, it wouldn't even be like, oh, we don't have the money. It'd be like, okay, we'll be there. We're getting our tickets right now. Like, it's not, I wouldn't have to question of, like. I've gotten, I've gotten the call a few times from my mom and it's like, okay. And I'm like, I'll ask, okay, how ready do I have to be? And she's like, pack your bags. She's like ready to be out of the door when I call you because that that's how serious things look right now. And there were, I remember the last time that we had everyone here, we were celebrating Ada's birthday and because hers was a couple days before and Evan was in the hospital. And I remember Lauren and Sam <clears throat> coming into the room and, um, just, yeah, it got kind of somber, and everyone understood, like, this is going to be some news, and they were like, we don't know if these are, if this is Evan's normal now, or what's happening, but is it his lungs? He was, in, his CO2 levels were rising, and he had been on the bypass for so long, and it was We had already done Ada's birthday and we just finished celebrating Evans because they were going to leave and we weren't going to tell them. And the doctors pulled us in and said, you need to tell your family that he might not be coming home. And I was like, oh crap. And that night, I remember telling the nurses were there. That's the day that we took those pictures.
2: We had all, we
1: had, that was when we shoved everybody into his room. We're
2: doing this no matter what.
1: Yeah. And the the, pick, you let all the, everybody go into the room, take pictures. And then that night, before we even left the hospital, I told the girls, my nurses, that the doctors are telling us he might not be coming home. And I wanted to tell them there because I wanted them to say goodbye to Evan and have that opportunity. But I didn't want to tell my parents that it Like, I wanted them to go home. So we all went home. We all ate dinner. And my mom knew something was wrong and, we like, cornered me. And that's when we told her. And that's when that's what my sister's talking about is when... We, that was awful. Well, you got, I mean, they, they, they were upset. They got through what they had to say. And I just remember Sam, Sam could not hold himself together. And I remember just getting up and giving both of you guys a hug. It was just like the, the only thing that anyone could possibly do. I could tell you. I mean, every, everyone could in that moment, we all felt that pain and significance of what was being told to us. And it was, and then physically seeing that, that emotion on your sister and your brother-in-law. I mean, I'm sure everybody, everybody felt some, but I mean, this is my little sister, like, and she's having to deliver some not awesome news along with her husband but they're also standing up in front of like twenty people, having to do this. Like no one was standing next to them because nobody knew. And then it was—I don't know. It—the it, only thing I felt like I could ever have done in that situation was give you guys a hug, and that was exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. No, showed up. Don't even have to say anything. Just show up. Yeah. Can't even. I can't even tell you enough. <laughs> I know that. that show up bring coffee doesn't matter but, leave it at the doorstep
2: make sure when you show up you show up in sweats a t-shirt a messy bun with no makeup on don't come looking pretty <laughs> don't come looking all pretty and put
1: together you come messed up because the worst thing is, is like when you're like you've been in the like grind for a week two weeks like i couldn't tell you last time i showered when we were in the hospital stay like i knew my parents were coming so probably showered but I mean when that stuff happens when you're when you're grieving and going through that daily grief and it's real bad during that season like don't judge anybody if they haven't showered because it's like they don't even know when the last time they ate and it's like that's why I told my shell's like do not come up here and like cook. Jeans, looking cute, cute top, just- hair done, makeup done. I'm like, I will be so mad at you. Like, you have a two year old child now. You're not
2: allowed to do that <laughs> Yeah, I mean that—that was that crazy. That was, great. That was one thing. What that Lauren always told me. She goes, she goes when it when this happens. And she goes, and it will. Yeah, when I. She think. goes, I will need you, and I need you to come, but I need you to just come. Don't come trying to fix things. Don't come trying to 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 you know tell me your side of it. Don't just come, don't say a word and don't and show up ugly. Cause that's what I need. Mean. <laughs> like, don't show up all done up and pretty, up you know, ugly. just, just show up because, um, that's like the worst, right? When someone comes in all put together and you're, you feel like your life's just falling apart. Um, so that really was like a real, a real hit to me. And I remember turning, turning to my husband when things were happening. And I said, just so you know, when this happens, I'm going. And I said, I don't, you don't have to go. I said, but I will be there. Um, and I even, I remember even telling my work, I said, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm letting you know, if I don't have the days, you just call me because that's, what's going to happen because we're, that's just the family. We are, we never, ever, ever leave anyone hanging.
0: Got pretty lucky. Your family is amazing. I, the stories and the the podcast that we're going to be able to share from here is, it's just going to be truly remarkable.
1: They're a fun group. I wouldn't trade them for the world. Oh, I mean, they're, I think the well, one thing, least they're, least. they're all, always, we're all very honest with one another. And that's why I think like we, we talk about everything. We, we talk about poop. We talk about hard things. We about- <laughs> Thank you. <Sorry. laughs> Like, so I'm gonna just share this. So, my we we're sitting in the car one time, we were little, and it's all the grandkids of my grandma. And my sister goes, Grandma, where do, boog- where do boogers come from? And not even skipping a beat, my grandma goes, Oh, it's brain poop. And we are like, It's brain poop. She's like, Yeah, so when you have a booger, it's poop from your brain. And we we're my sister goes, Oh, she goes, Yeah, and when you're stopped up. You're constipated. When it's really runny,
0: (laughs) it's diarrhea. (laughs)
1: Like (laughs) these are the conversations we have, like on a regular basis. Luckily, I was at the age where I had asked someone else that question (laughs) (laughs) and realized that that was not the correct answer.
2: It was a good answer, though. I have to admit, it was was really funny. How quickly
1: she came up with it. But our whole family, we we are always we have always been very close. We've like like we said we we grew up together. We're basically all siblings, so when we get together, it's it's a it's definitely a sibling relationship. Sometimes yes. of like the arguments and the, the yes, always getting shotgun because I'm the oldest cousin and um, like getting picked on. Like it's just Jessie like got on. yeah. Like but it but it was one of those like we all had our like everybody, but we all get along too. So it's like. Even though everyone's kind of being a butthead, we went through a phase where everyone was just very irritable. I feel like it's, even though those times, if somebody needed help, it was never a no. There was never a question whether somebody would show up or not. Like, everybody always came. So, I don't know. It, it's just, I'm realizing now, like, talking to other people's families and seeing other people's families, not everybody's like ours. And... I have to realize, like in my journey, that that's okay, even though sometimes it doesn't feel so great. But I understand that, like, it's okay that not everybody can sit around a table and talk about inappropriate things and think it's funny, so or like talk about <laughs> hard things. things. Or appropriate I mean, it's not things, always yes. But but I think I think that, I think that we we are very close, and we can yeah. talk about things that are hard, we, yeah, we and it do. not be like how dare you break that up that was so so rude and I think that that is not table manners we do not talk about (laughs) death we do not talk about our grandmother (laughs) Tiffany's bag like we don't do like because most people would have been like that was inappropriate like the conversation of having a dinner table but we dinner tables is when you ask the hard questions what do you need what's the heart like what are you going through and it's never like I'm fine don't worry about it we're good it's I always have to ask people that I go out with, they're new people. I'm like, okay, so where do you draw the line at table talk during (laughs) a meal? Because it's, like, it's not, like, Lauren and I are gross or raunchy. It's just that, like, we're very open. We're very open about that. And it's never been, like, anything that, I I mean, we normally laugh about it, which is why it's never been, like, oh, taboo. But I think
2: we also also know each other's social cues. Like, I can know Kat's, like, I'm like, nope, let her have her moment. Or Lauren, like, she needs a second, like. Or we took that too far, right? So like I think we also know each other's body language. It's so confused that we can we know when it's it's a little too much. We're
0: very
1: comfortable with one
2: another.
0: No, no, nothing superficial about y'all's relationship no. at all.
1: No, no, we are very raw. <laughs> Plus, we also have some <laughs> some stories that we're keeping in the blackmail later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not podcast materials. what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, there have been times though that, that I've been really tired this week. (laughs) No, I would. um, So in Texas, you get your driver's license or your permit when you're 16 and when you're licensed when you're 17. Well, my, my parents were just afraid of having a teenage driver. Like I'm sure most parents are concerned but mine were like and it wasn't even that i was bad they were like "Uh -uh." so they're not gonna let me drive with my friends or with someone i could drive with so i'm like all right well how about i just wait another year and you guys uh like help put money down on a car and they were like heck yeah where do i sign so one of the times after i had had my car i had snuck out but the way i would this is my sister my sister does I'm <laughs> looking for my mom i'm sure she's already heard this story you know she's gonna put this on the podcast that's okay <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. so i had snuck out of the house but how i would do it was i had overheard my parents talking in the house that we were renting that the back door did not ha- was not connected to the alarm so i but i would have to like army crawl on my belly past their room Slowly unlock the door, and it's like the wood blinds. So if they aren't closed and you open it, it would clink. Like I had, like I was masterful at having to sneak out of this house. But one night, my mom had locked the door before I got back. And I go to my sister's window and I'm like tap, 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 like getting more aggressive and like. Lauren is white as a sheet, and finally, like, opens the blade, and then she's just like, because she thought it was just some random person like knocking. I didn't, on her she, window. I didn't know she snuck out. So I had my cell phone, and no, I'm like, no, 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 you had mom's cell. Phone. Oh, I had my mom's cell phone, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. so she, and I'm like, you call me, and she, she calls, and she's like, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, I need you to let me in, and then she goes. She goes, I can't. The dogs are gonna bark. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) But like this is, I mean, there were other I'm I'm, I'm just telling you, I've never told that story. So I'm not getting in trouble. Well, good, because (laughs) she didn't let me in, but she would have. But but so the next morning, so she slept in her car, and the next morning it's like maybe six o'clock in the morning. I am fully dressed because I know my sister is dressed, and I start walking outside. And my mom goes, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going to IHOP with Kat. And I get in the car. I'm like, we got to go somewhere. You can't, you can't come in the house. was <laughs> like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> go, go. But it's like, I mean... Lorna and I were very, very different growing up. Like yeah, I was the one that before. I was the one that she would call where she's like, Oh my gosh, I think I'm gonna be in trouble. What do I do? And I'm like, nah, oh, I, or I'll be like, that? Yeah, you don't worry about it. Or I'll be like, uh, you're on your own with this <laughs> one. But we've always when it's been times of sisterly need or just you know, being part of a family, like we've always been there for each other, always. I can't really remember a time. I can't remember a time when they're I mean, there have probably been times where we've been very angry with each other, but we also saw the ring together and she slept in my bed for a week. So <laughs> I mean, we're pretty I I, yeah. I, I like what our relationship I'm glad we had the relationship we did and I'm grateful for the relationship and sisterhood that we have now and how that has woven in perfectly with the story about just our family always being there. I is it really is. And since we Lauren and I were very little, our our dad has always been adamant. He's like, you don't always want to tell your parents everything, but he's like, you can tell me anything. You can come to me with anything. Doesn't mean you won't get in trouble but if you are in a situation you can always come to me and we have always been able to do that no matter what type of situation or relationship we have with our parents at that time we have always and there have been times where it's been like i i did this it's it i i need your help or this was kind of dangerous and i need to tell you about it and you do get in trouble but you're like you know i <laughs> I didn't do the right thing to get into it, but I did the right thing getting out of it, you know, by going to adult and saying, Hey, I, you know, I got to fess up to what I did and this wasn't the right thing, but we've always had a very, support, yeah, very, very supportive, supportive. parents and, you know, sports, social life, school, everything. Ever, ever. And our parents may have played them, but they weren't them. Yeah. They were not them. So at ha- halftime, I was like, "Nah, I'm not even gonna try doing that because, knowing me, I'll probably get caught." <laughs> or cats already done it and she got caught, and I didn't like her bunny yeah. <laughs> I don't get trouble. I really want still go <laughs> out.
0: It sounds like y'all have had a fun childhood and now having a fun adulthood. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, but yeah,
1: we've been very lucky and very fortunate, and family are the friends you don't get to pick but I am totally okay with that in this situation. And I know the phrase is the other way around, but (laughs) saying it here, it really is nice how everything fell into place. Yeah. We're lucky. Very.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.